Okay, everybody, welcome back once again to Tech Gumbo. I'm Haggai Davis II, along with Haggai Davis III, and we'd like to welcome you to Tech Gumbo. Here on our show, we like to talk about the past, present, and future of all things technology in a topical, interesting, and digestible way. Without geek speak or a bunch of acronyms, we just want to talk about technology that's important to us and important to you. We also want to thank Cardinal Capital. To business owners and CEOs, hopefully you have a good relationship with your lender. Even if you do, sometimes you face other challenges, such as a need to consolidate debt, a want to level out your cash flow, or a desire to buy new equipment because you're in growth mode. If this describes you, give Cardinal Capital a call, whatever your need or challenge. They have over 4,000 lenders where they source commercial capital for business clients. Chris, Gary, and Rob at Cardinal Capital have a passion for business, and they want you to succeed. When you meet with Cardinal Capital, they get to know you and your business, so they can present your needs to lending institution that will best fit your unique situation. In short, they go after money for your business. They translate your business into what's important for lenders, and they are good at it. Depending upon what the deal is, no matter how complicated or straightforward, they will help maximize your profitability while setting your business up for success. They find the best solution for your situation, all while being fun and easy to deal with. For more detailed information, visit their website at cardinalcap.net. You can also call them 225-308-3700 or email them info at cardinalcap.net. All right, Mr. Davis, let's help ourselves to another round of tech gumbo today. Sounds wonderful. Start off with some news and updates. The FBI has put out a public service announcement saying, please do not use those public charging ports. They are just full of malware and everything else in the world. This is not the first time that they've made this announcement, but they're just here to reiterate it, especially now that people are traveling again, people are getting back into airports. If you are traveling, if make sure you bring your own charging port, make sure you bring your own cable and just plug it into a standard wall outlet. That's the best way. You completely avoid all this kind of stuff, but if you're plugging it a USB cord directly into a port, that doesn't watch by anybody. It's not secure. You're asking for trouble here. This is just really bad news when you go to one of these airports or malls or something like that. Nobody's, like I said, nobody's paying attention. There, people are. If somebody else plugged a USB port in before you and they pushed all kind of malware into that port, it's going to sit there waiting for you to stick your USB into it to get all of the crapware back out of it. So if you really need to get your own charging brick that you can charge your own phone if you run it down, if you need that kind of charging capabilities. But like you said, just use your own outlet and and charge it that way. Yeah, that's the big part. It's just your own brick prevents all these problems. The FBI has made a very major arrest they brought down the hacking site Genesis Market. So this was already 120 people arrested. And what it was is a black market online where people were buying and selling all kinds of stolen passwords, stolen usernames, all kinds of illegally obtained information. They found 59,000 users in the information on these 59,000 users who had access into the Genesis market. And so now there's a whole lot of people out there who are very nervous because the FBI now has information about them. So this is 
part of a chain of events. Apparently, the FBI took down a previous hacking site called Breach Forums a few months ago. And from that, they were able to gain more information, learn about this Genesis market. And they're just chaining together wins here. Because if you can start to pull the plug on a lot of these major nodes, then you make that network of the black market much harder to operate. This site, this Genesis market was really, really a valuable cog in the old cybercrime world that this was the go-to place that that cyber criminals went to to get information, to defraud their victims, to over 80 million credentials and fingerprints are stored on this website. This is a big deal. Oh, absolutely. This is uh, fantastic that it's the FBI working with the UK's cybersecurity divisions. This is an international cooperation, very much a win for the good guys. So moving along, the garage door manufacturer Nex, N-E-X-X, has temporarily shut down internet access to its good garage door controllers. So they had an IoT garage door controller That was an interesting little concept that you could use it like a traditional garage door opener where you could activate it from Bluetooth, but because it was IoT, you could also control it from an app on your phone. However, because a cybersecurity researcher found a really big hole in it, Next decided to completely disable internet access for several of its devices, including the Next Garage, Next Gate, and Next Plug but the next alarm is not affected. Yeah, so if you've been using the next garage, let's say you were at your office and somebody needed to get into your garage, you could just go across the web and open that garage door to let your neighbor in or a delivery person or put some kind of package or something inside your garage door. And once they were finished, you just close the garage door going across the web. But apparently that had zero security in it. And another one of these Internet of Things devices that we've talked about for years and years and years that was not protected. And so now Next shut down that Internet portal so that people can't get to their garage door openers. You can still open the garage door with your controller or with your smartphone if you're very close by. Right. If you're if you're using Bluetooth and you're in Bluetooth range, you're fine. But their, their cybersecurity, their their internet access was just a glaring hole, and so they and had to had to plug it somehow, and so they just completely blew that whole portion of it up. Yes. So good for next to finally cooperate with the U.S. Cyber and Security and Infrastructure Security Agency to when they came knocking after this researcher said, hey, look, Nex, I found this problem, and Nex was ignoring his calls. So he called the U.S. CISA, and CISA called, and in, they kind of ignored CISA for a second or two, but it's tough to, to ignore those folks. <laughs> They're kind of smart. Yeah, they're also growing in power because as cybersecurity becomes more and more important, the the government is allowing the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA, as you mentioned, to go knock on people's doors with more authority. They're not just saying, hey, would you kindly? This is you're going to. And so that's that's a big deal. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because my guess is they didn't just walk in by themselves. They had might have had the FBI drive them over there just on on the odd chance they needed some help or something. But but next did shut down that portal so that people can't you can't get hacked into because it was it was just leaving a back door open into people's networks. And this is one of the things that we've talked about with IoT devices is that the more you know potential places for a hacker to come looking around, if 99 of them are secure, but one of them isn't, that's all it takes is one. Because when it comes down to it, any device that can connect to the internet, and I mean any device that can connect to the internet, is a liability whether it's your kid on a laptop connected to the internet or any other device, if there's not security wrapped around that device, it's just an open portal into your network. Yeah, there's the famous story that someone went into a network through, I want to say it was the thermostat for a fish tank was IoT connected. And so I, was it a, was it a, was it an art museum? Yeah, it was like an art museum or or someplace that was large and important and a hacker found the way in through the thermostat in the fish tank any device which touches the internet can and needs to be protected you know if you've got that next out there and you were using that feature you're not anymore you have to do it the old-fashioned way get up there close to it and hit the button and hit the button and hit the button until it finally opens your garage door for you Moving on to the next story we want to talk about. This is a, a new spyware firm called Quadream is said to have produced some pretty vicious stuff that was going after iPhones. That's right. Quadream is, is an Israeli company that used their secret software to hack into iPhones of very high-profile targets, whether they were journalists or politicians, that's who they were going after. And they were able to take over these phones. They could record conversations. They could get copies of your fingerprint for security reasons to get through things. They could look in your camera. They could look at your pictures you'd already taken, the videos you had taken. They were able to do a lot of things on the iPhone that iPhone says you're not supposed to be able to do. Yeah, they had all that functionality and they also had a self-destruct button. So if anyone ever came looking for the spyware, it would erase all trace of itself. And that's made it very hard to actually come behind and study it and understand what it was doing. So Apple has said that... This was only a problem for 2020 and 2021 because it was in iOS 14 and that whenever they launched iOS 14.4, that patched this all out. Microsoft has said that they think that it's highly likely that Quadream has updated their tactics to hijack iPhones on the newest iOS versions. Apple disputes that and it's you know going to come down to who do you believe more but this, at one point in time, was most definitely a very large problem and potentially still is. When you consider that to put together this level of sophistication, you're talking millions of dollars and lots of people usually sitting on or an entire building in Moscow somewhere. But in this case, it was in, in Israel and they spent a lot of money, money they didn't care 
how much it was going to cost because they were going after specific targets. Yeah, they're not just building your run-of-the-mill ransomware where they're going after a hospital and saying, send us Bitcoin. This was, we have specific people in mind and we need to know what their iPhone is doing. And whenever you have the talent to produce something like this, because also you know that it's a short self-life, that specific bugs like this, specific vulnerabilities will likely be patched out. And so... This is not something that they are still cashing in on. This was, we have a specific window, we have a specific target. This feels like a very sophisticated cybersecurity operation. And if you're to believe Microsoft, who says, hey, this is probably still going on once they got in the first time, even if it was in version 14 of the iOS, they understand the iOS operating system. And it's probably not that much harder to work inside of iOS 15 or 16 or 28 or whatever version they'll be on at whatever time they're ready to launch their next level and and specific targets that they're going after. It was actually pretty fascinating the way that they did it. It was even a zero-click exploit, which means that users didn't even have to click on anything for their software to take over the phone. They went in through invisible iCloud calendar invitations. And so it could have been a forward from a forward from a forward and they got in and that's what you're looking for is that there's so many covert secretive ways. And so they were going after very specific file types. And so Apple says, look, you know, we fixed that. It's not a problem anymore. Don't worry about it. The iPhone is safe and secure. But that's the question is, Do you think that Apple knows their own hardware and own own software? Or do you think Microsoft security expert is more reasonable here? And my guess is that we won't know for a couple of years until we find out that, oh, Quadrine went after someone else. They had a new piece of spyware that went out and ah, they got them again. When you consider that they were actually able to delete specific calendar events from the iOS calendars that if they knew your email address and they got they sent you this invite, this zero click invite, you didn't even know you were getting, and it got inside of your phone, started deleting things or copying things or and and the fact that it just had the self-destruct feature so that when Citizens Lab got a hold of a couple of the phones and was looking for the spyware, they they were having such a difficult time just trying to find any traces of this. And that's that's really amazing. Yeah, that's it's very important that a cybersecurity ecosystem takes this very seriously because this is not just, okay, you know, some people didn't back up their data and they lost some money. This is potentially secure information that is vital because it wasn't just they're going after people in the U.S. They had targets all around the world, North America, Asia, Europe, and the Middle East. You know, you have to think that some of these people knew some things that were very critical to all of the goings on in the world. And the fact that if someone out there or a team of people out there want it badly enough, they can go get it. That's kind of scary. 
Quadream does not have any kind of a public presence. There's no public websites, no public social media. So you can't go out and try and find out any information about them unless you're really, really good at, at cyber research. And Citizens Lab was able to find some evidence that they've got servers in 10 different countries on four different continents so that they can hide and duck and, and, and stash things wherever they want and just disappear when they need to. This or they can pull stuff out when they need to. Yes, this is this Quadream is quite a sophisticated operation. Microsoft has issued some patches, actually 97 flaws that for the patch Tuesday that came out this second week of April, so that if you have a Windows 10 or Windows 11 device, or if you're running uh, any one of the Windows servers from 2008, to the current 2022 that's out there, please run these patches because there's some very serious zero-day flaws. We give this advice often, and we mean it often, that it's really important to stay up to date on all of your updates. For my Microsoft Surface, I can actually tell when an update is loading because the machine just starts moving slower. And so it kind of prompts me itself to go out and get the software updates there. But these are security updates. They are really important, and we always recommend that you go out and get them. One more story that we want to throw in there. TikTok has been ordered to pay millions of dollars for failing to keep kids off of their app. Yeah, this is the GDPR at work that over there in Europe, they have data privacy and they have internet regulations. And so children under the age of 13 are not allowed to use the platform, according to the GDPR, because TikTok collects so much data. And so because they were able to find 1.4 million UK children under the age of 13 on the platform, that's a decent size fine, about $15 million. Yeah, when you sit there and we've, we've talked so much about this GDPR and, and the U.S. wants to ban this and ban that. Once again, we'll pound the drum, we'll pound the drum. It's not about banning a company. You put GDPR or something like it in the U.S. and we don't have to ban anything because now you've got the teeth to actually say you can't do this. And and TikTok knows that there's that those are 14 year old kids or 13 or 12 year old kids based upon the algorithms that they have and what they're looking at. So it's it's easy for them to know, kid, you're not supposed to be watching this. But TikTok's not stopping any, anybody. So what do they what do you do? It's also interesting, this is based upon data that was collected in the year 2020. There are 1.4 million children in the UK under the age of 13. TikTok has only exploded in popularity in the past three years. And so my guess is that number has gone up and not down unless TikTok has become very aggressive at policing these things. And so you have to think that more of these audits are going to be coming in and they're going to be finding more of these violations. And also because of the way the GDPR structure works, these fines ramp. It's not just a $15 million slap on the wrist. It's okay. The next time it'll be more. The next time it'll be more than that. And that's how you get the attention of these companies is these large fines. Now you start to have them make the changes instead of have heavy handed legislation. That's right. They don't use just a flat fee. Okay, here's a $15 million fine. It's a, here's a 4% of your revenue fine. Here's a 10% 
of your revenue fine. Here's a 25%. And, and so those numbers just keep escalating. And those are, that's revenue in that country, not globally. But I mean, it makes a huge difference when all of a sudden you're now telling somebody, hey, we're going to really whack your profits here. This is a system that is effective. This is a system which will cause changes. And we can just only hope and pray that one day it comes to the USA. And we are still efforting to get some politicians on here to talk to us about technology laws here in the U.S. We want to thank General Informatics for sponsoring our show. General Informatics is an information technology firm with a mission to make our clients even more successful through the best use of technology. Based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, General Informatics is a premier IT managed service provider delivering exceptional managed IT solutions to a diverse base of customers across the southeastern United States. From the beginning, we have maintained our commitment to meeting the growing needs of our clients through continuous innovation. With over 20 years of experience and a team of 180 plus employees, including technicians, engineers, program designers, GI has evolved to become the leading IT partner of business schools and government agencies. Our managed services teams can run your digital infrastructure or support your team on an on-demand basis, letting you focus on your business strengths. This has become a proven formula. So proven that 98% of our clients continue to do business with us year after year. Whether you need IT services, new technology, or have a question, visit us on the web at geninf.com. If you enjoyed our show today, we are here on Talk 1073 FM every Saturday at 4 p.m. And the show reruns Sundays also at 4 p.m. If you missed any part of the show or you'd like to hear this or previous episodes, check out our podcast available on almost every podcast platform, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, and more. When you're there, be sure to subscribe so you get notified every time we post a new episode. If you like our show or you have any suggestions, let us know on our website at www.techgumbo.net. Thank you for listening to Tech Gumbo.